0: Welcome to the Yoni Codes. I'm Melissa April.
1: And I'm Catherine Blanco. Together, through the lens of rebirth, we uncover the mystery teachings of the sacred feminine. This includes all that we create and birth into the world and the rites of passage we walk through as women.
0: We touch on all facets of womanhood because, just like you, we're mothers, creatives, entrepreneurs, and lovers and we seek a more truthful, sovereign, and authentic experience of life for ourselves, our children, and the collective consciousness.
1: These powerful conversations use the codes of creation as wisdom teachers for a beautiful life.
0: We can't wait to dive in with you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the yoni codes we are talking today about conscious conception and what is this and how does this extend beyond just the process of creating humans Mm -hmm. and why is this important so i think starting off kind of talking about like what like what is if there was a definition in the dictionary of what is conscious conception like how what is it what is this exactly because it might be familiar for a lot of people but it might also not be it might be new languaging totally there's a couple, a couple of different ways to explain it as one is um some people say that conscious conception is like communicating with our spirit babies and, and starting to create that connection to the babies that we are wanting to bring into this realm. So we're conscious that we are desiring to step into motherhood or, you know, bring another soul onto the physical plane. um, And we're um, yeah. Opening up that that connection between you and that soul consciously. And then I think there's another sort of version or maybe in addition to where it's like, what are we doing to like prepare ourselves and our world and our relationship and our our mental health or emotional health or our physical health our spiritual health in order to receive this new life um, consciously, intentionally.
1: Yes, versus... A situation where you spontaneously (laughs) were to conceive and that having a different
0: resonance or intention behind it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I guess also not (laughs) like if you happen to get pregnant by surprise, like that's not bad and that's not, there's nothing wrong with that either, but it's yeah. I, I just wanted to like clarify that as well. Cause we're, we're, I think, you know, we're living so much of our life in this unconscious sort of way, mm-hmm. you know, what is it like 10% of our, our um, conscious mind?
1: Yeah. 10% is our conscious versus like, I think it's even higher, like more like in a lot of us being more like, like, yeah, 92% are running under
0: the subconscious. Yeah. And so consciously, you know, that has a lot to do. And, and I think a lot of us are operating as well from a conscious space that's been informed heavily by the matrix, by the over-culture. And I think it calls us to question, like how much is ours and how much is not. Totally. How much of how much of what we are doing consciously is and subconsciously really is being um, filtered through the lens of the world around us versus what we really truly actually want within.
1: Oftentimes, it's imperative. It's a really important part of the conception process is actually rewiring our subconscious. And tapping into that subconscious self because there is such a heavy influence of the overculture within that matrix.
0: Too. Well, yeah. And like, and I know this is not everybody's story, but there's so much, there is a lot of influence from. Other people, like other people, we're getting older, and yeah, you see your friends around you getting pregnant, and it it does mess with you because you're like, do I want this or do I feel the pressure of biology and society and you know socially, um, this need to like hurry up and have a baby already, and and like I've have a hundred percent been there, and. I'm- <laughs> I guess, thankfully, my journey was, it wasn't just like, bam, now you're pregnant and you have a kid. It was a long, long process and journey for me over years and years and years. And I had to have this question of myself, like, honestly, so many times of like, do I want this? Or is this coming in from other places? Because I didn't always want kids. That was actually not part of the journey for me for a long time. And then something shifted. And so I always wondered, is this mine or is this someone else's? Oh, interesting. And I think even that in itself, as I'm speaking, is part of that conscious journey, right? Mm -hmm. Stepping into like even asking yourself, like, is this mine? Is this what I truly want? Or is this... Coming in from somewhere else, like that in itself is starting to bring more intention and consciousness to the decisions that we're making and the actions that we take towards the life that we're creating. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: What that do you think? I, I think add to that, that that was it. That was so poetic. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who works in the birth realms, like, would you say that there's another more like in terms of conscious conception, do you have a different definition or like, what does it mean to you kind of being so immersed in the birth world? Well, I think you covered the, the
1: mean the, the whole, the whole of it, the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, the physical, I think in my realm of work like in like the holistic health and around pregnancy and preconception and postpartum a lot of the focus is on the physical i think that is where a lot of women tend to focus and a lot of practitioners tend to focus is on on the physical body around getting that um creating a fertile place for or new life to grow. And I th- I think that that focus may actually be at a detriment to a lot of women, too, when we only focus on the physical aspect of the, of the conception
0: process. Yeah, it's so big. And I think like even looking at it from like you go into the medical realms and it's like I feel like as far as they go is like, are you stressed out? Mm hmm like that we're not taking into consideration the depth of our emotional bodies of our mental bodies of our spiritual bodies and how this so impacts bringing life into our bodies and into our yeah. beings and birthed into the world like it's that's such a good point you know we're so focused on like diet and exercise and bmis and you know and it's like and l- like
1: unless like how you opened it' was like c- the connection to the soul that we're bringing in, way less emphasis on that experience i and so much more so on the physical like and I feel that that is part of my role in in my my client's space is to help fill that gap, especially when my clients like. In the fertility clinic, can feel a lot oftentimes like that conveyor belt of tests and all these things, and less of the connection to who they're actually communicating with and bringing in on a soul level. And I think that is really important. I think there's a lot of parenting that has to do with preparing our spiritual selves and and that connection to the other side is, I think one of the prerequisites for a really conscious parenthood journey as well.
0: Mm, Yeah. And I feel like, well, first of all, I think that the kids that are being brought into the world now, this connection is so much more, I, I just see it so much more everywhere. Like, I think that we're really bringing in a certain quality of being into the world right now for a reason that's you know that's a very spiritual sort of perspective but i think we've gone through so many decades of being so disconnected in a lot of ways like i don't know because obviously i didn't live in those times but um you know people just having babies and you know this is what you do and you know, it's all marriage and everything is set up to support getting pregnant and having a kid. And, you know, this is what we see or what we have seen. And I think that was this really strange time in society where we started to disconnect from this conscious conception Mm -hmm. and where it became so medicalized in the, in the sense that it's like, it's all about the body and like the the conscious conception um idea it's like it's just a physical thing yeah it's just the body and it's like no it's so much more and like our ancestors knew this mm-hmm. this is ancient knowledge ancient technology that's within us of like connecting to spirit connecting to the things that we really desire and being able to pull in from the, you know, quantum or the, you know, the, 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 those subtler realms, um, what we're wanting to bring in and bring forth into the yeah. world. And actually I, I'd like to move into that
1: space of, of speaking more to the conception of our ideas, our creations that we want to bring forth to the world that aren't physical babies and and how how is conscious conception relevant to Mm. to that creation process can you speak to that Melissa
0: yeah well I think it's really about like conscious conception to me in in all ways but especially when we're thinking about becoming the person like rebirthing ourselves into more of who we are and bringing our dreams into the world and our desires into the world and birthing our businesses and books and art and relationships. It's like, it's about recognizing yourself as being powerful and sovereign. It's about recognizing yourself as a creator of your own reality. It's about knowing what your values and mission Are in this life and consciously with love planting those seeds of creation so that you can actually harvest what you desire
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's the same thing it's connecting like i think we 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 forget we think that the only thing that is conscious are living or is us (laughs) they even like you know in in you know animal behavior and studies like they're they classify different types of animals based on like consciousness. Right. And so like they do like the mirror tests and do these kinds of animals recognize themselves in a mirror. And if they do, you know, it's like humans are like the only conscious. No, we all have consciousness. Plants have consciousness. The earth has consciousness. This water bottle has consciousness. Like everything holds a certain vibration a certain essence Mm -hmm. and i think that we've come away from understanding this but when we when we look at the things that we bring into the world you know let's just say like a business or something like that or you know a book or something like that it's like these creations have a consciousness like it it is in it in its own way a life. We're just breathing the life into it. Mm -hmm. We're creating, co-creating something that's to be in service to the world. Of course, we're able to have a connection with that. So the same way that you might communicate with a spirit baby on the other side, you can communicate with the things in your life that you desire. The person that you know, like deep down within you, like you can communicate with that person. Like Mm -hmm. that's all there and available to us, but it's about creating that connection and consciously and with intention, getting to know that person, getting to know that, that essence. And then
1: also making sure that you have the paints and the the pencils needed to, to do the part, like that's the physical preparation aspect. And then, yeah. and, like, so you have, you have both in, in both, um, in, in both types of conception and really, is it too different? Is it even a different thing? No, <laughs> no. The way, Like the way we speak about it, it doesn't have to, yeah, it doesn't have to be a different thing. And, I wonder how um, how it could feel if we all knew this from like a younger age, <laughs> if we all knew we had this power within us to co-create with the universe and to bring our ideas, our desires, our conceptions into life, into reality, how powerful it would be for our, our whole society too. Like it's, Mm. you know, like if we, if this was just part of our, our upbringing or our just knowing and we all embodied it.
0: (laughs) Well, I think as little kids, we do like, it's like, there's nothing that we cannot be or create or do when we're little kids. Yeah. Like I remember being like, I'm going to make a piano. And I like made a piano. (laughs) Like I'm going to, I don't know why I was like really into like making musical instruments. I'm going to make a guitar, made a guitar. Like I just with elastic bands and you know, I, and it was just like, there's nothing, nobody's going to tell me that I can't make a piano or a guitar when I'm five years old or six years old. Like just not gonna happen, but somewhere along the line we we disconnect from that mm-hmm. part of ourselves that's so open and receptive and like dialed into the 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 magical realm magic
1: definitely yeah I hear that it's it's around the age of seven that that begins to happen and mm-hmm. gosh, I have. One of my children is about to turn seven. I'm like, oh. And we were on a walk the other day and she was still pointing out little fairy houses. And... And little curled up leaves where the fairies lived. I'm like, yes, okay. <laughs> the magic is still within her. She's still there. Yeah, <laughs> in Fairyland for a little longer.
0: <laughs> I think it's like fostering that, right in mm-hmm. our in our young ones, and how can and of course, like we can only do so much because they're part of a world that has Absolutely. so much, right? But it's like, I think we can do a lot as parents and you know, aunties and Mm -hmm. friends and, you know, to really foster that, that awe and creativity and connection, because it's not just make believe it's, it's a very real Mm -hmm. experience. Definitely. And what is reality? It's how we experience it. And they're perfect examples of this. Yeah. And there's no
1: question that fairies are real for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Right. Right. That is not up for <laughs> debate <laughs> right yeah it's just not sorry um <laughs> so yeah I, I I feel like it brings and I love that the conversation took this kind of angle because it, it brings back the like play and awe and wonder and openness and receptivity to the magic that we are and that this experience of life is like Mm -hmm. it's so cool that we can create and co-create with each other and with the universe and we're constantly in this co-creative dynamic dance and it's like we forget that I forget this you know like I'm not and this is part of my work that I love to teach and talk about it's like and it's so easy to forget wait a minute, I have so much to do Mm -hmm. with how this turns out. Yes. And
1: rather than stepping into the being, just the being in the energy, being in the mystery, I think another big piece that holds us back from stepping into this co-creation or even... Allowing, allowing these conceptions to come through us. I think a big piece is being afraid of the unknown,
0: mm-hmm. the uncertainty
1: behind it, mm-hmm. and I think that is when we need to remember to play, yeah, play to dance to to let the unknown be okay and yeah, dance with that aspect
0: of. The conception process. Totally. And I think we've also kind of been disconnected or there's some distortion around what love has to do with it. Mm. You know, it's like, even when we're thinking about, you know, consciously conceiving a child, it's, we start to come away a, a from love when it, when it, we're just like in this hurry to, to get it done, to get you know to have the baby or to you know make sure that we're not falling behind our peers they're <laughs> like you know it's like we disconnect from love and like the reason why we would conceive anything is out of love the reason why we would consciously want to connect with anything to pull it into our physical reality is because there's a love there mhm Right. And, and I think this is where we can learn a lot when in, in what we're, when we're creating our dreams and we're creating our desires is what we can learn from like creating a child is like that love there. Like, do you love what you're creating or are you just doing what you think you need to do or what you should be doing or you've, you've started or you've, you know, but you're not, your heart's not in it. It's like, where's your heart at? Where's the love that you have there? And it's like, if we could treat the things that we desire, the way that we might treat a baby or, you know, our, our future child, we would live a very different life because it would be so rooted and there would be no question about the love that you have for it.
1: Yeah. And the level of integrity um, everyone would be walking in would be very amazing. Like it would be like you wouldn't be able to walk out of integrity if everything you were doing was out of love.
0: Yeah. And even and that's not to say that things don't get hard. No. Or that it's not or that it's not stressful to want something and desire something and have it not be met because sometimes that doesn't happen and that's a reality. That's true. Um, Right. But it's, it's, are we fighting for love? Are we fighting for what the heart desires or are we, you know, fighting and putting in that hard work for something that is what somebody else wants or what somebody else told us we should want or what society has kind of programmed into us as being the right, storyline or what you wanted for yourself 10 years ago yeah but you
1: can definitely see people stuck on a dream that they had for themselves 10 years it's no longer even relevant and they're yeah. wondering they're still not receiving it it's like it's no longer your dream to
0: receive you need a new one So yeah totally well and i I guess the thing that came in is like, and it's. I think it's really hard, is because we're as a culture where we don't accept death and we don't accept the end. Mm -hmm. And we don't accept those transitional states, especially when we're going from life into death or beginning into ending. It's like, it's really, really hard. And there's a lot of resistance that's met with it. Mm -hmm. So of course that would be, challenge for so many of us I've certainly experienced that in so many different ways in my life (laughs) holding on so tightly
1: yeah it's like it's okay to let this go it's safe to let that old dream go and build a new one and yeah
0: that's definitely come up for me too for sure yeah Yeah. and I think that's like a good touch-in point with yourself as well Is like, is this mine or is this mine 10 years ago or Mm -hmm. last year? Yeah. (laughs) And like, can we give ourselves permission to change directions, to pivot, to want something totally new? And
1: yeah, to be, to, to orient yourself back to being in the place of consciously conceiving and you would need to pivot how what you're trying to conceive if if it's changed
0: yeah oh my god conceiving is receiving mm-hmm. yes because you had said earlier in yeah our, like, in our
1: conversation like what are we doing or how are we being to allow our conceptions to be consciously received yeah the conceiving is receiving, and receiving is conceiving,
0: yeah, and that's where this like connection is so powerful. It's like opening ourselves, opening up that connection and and, and then allowing ourselves to receive that connection in whatever way it's supposed to be, because it might just be like a message for the next step on that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and like I've heard this with like spirit babies too is like they can come in sometimes they drop in and they actually literally drop into the womb for six weeks and then they go or 12 weeks and then they go or sometimes they don't even make it into the womb but the presence is still there guiding you Mm -hmm. it's like we're still in that process of We've still conceived, I think, when we're absorbing and receiving the lessons or receiving the wisdoms or receiving yeah. those little like golden truths or nuggets, totally, which is actually quite beautiful to think of it in that way,
1: yeah, but- it shifts it 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 definitely shifts the connotation around on also recognizing the subtlety and what is actually meant for us. Mm. do in regards to what we actually desire versus what what we're able to receive
0: yeah yeah like fully and like also realizing that this is the co-creative nature yes it's like it's our journey just as much as as it is their journey whether that's the baby or the business the yeah, <laughs> or the book. yeah, <laughs> It's like, is does this book, you might have this idea and you're like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. I got to tell the story. This needs to be out there. But the book's like, yes. And it's not the time yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Or maybe not yet. And somebody else needs to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're meant to be in connection with it because it's serving the next idea or the next desire on your path or your evolution. And I've heard that, uh, oh, what's her name? Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth yeah. Gilbert.
1: Yeah. yeah. I it. It was coming to mind. I'm like, Oh, cause she, she talks about that in one of her books around the big idea. Magic. Yeah. Is big it magic? Big, yeah. yeah. I remember reading that about about exactly that where sometimes the idea is not meant for us.
0: Yeah. I've had that happen so many times where something will come through and I've actually never even read this book but it was something that somebody had told me about it. Oh cool. And it was it always just stuck with me. I'm like, "Oh, I don't think I need to read it because it just feels <laughs> like this is the exact thing that I needed from it but yeah yeah just having like an idea or something come through and feels so it feels like so expansive and so good and so big and like okay well it's coming to me so it must be meant for me to birth into the world and then for whatever reason it doesn't come into fruition and then I'll see it I'll see somebody else write those words or birth this thing into the world and it used to really bother me Mm -hmm. but I feel like the more I like understand this I don't know it just it's like oh okay like it wasn't meant for me, obviously. I wasn't meant to bring it through. Otherwise I would have. I would have, Yeah, exactly. But it was meant to come to me for a reason. What was that reason? What can I extract from that that can propel me into myself further on that journey to becoming more of who I am so that I can hold what I'm actually meant to be birthing and creating in the world. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting.
1: So interesting.
0: And that, I feel like that really helped me to, um, I feel, and I feel like I might've brought this up in one of our recent episodes, but yeah, just this idea that like, it's not all me. It's not all you. It's like, there's two sides to the story. There's two souls or two essences involved. And so to take it all on yourself is really just robbing the other, that other part, that journey. Totally. Yeah,
1: and also to recognize there is only so much, just as in childbirth, I say it all the time, like there's only so much that we have control over in this process too. Mm-hmm. And there can be, we haven't talked much about it today, but there can be that darker aspect of of death being a part of the creation process. and mm. And that dreams also die. And we did mention that a little bit, but also, but we didn't really stick there much, but sometimes the dreams die and it's not replaced with a new dream right away either. And we're stuck in this grief and muck and, and darker place around, especially when I think when we've consciously conceived an idea or a baby or a project it's almost harder I would imagine to let go of that dream if you've been desiring it so so consciously for so long too
0: Mm, yeah but it's like there is like creation there will be death like yeah no matter what we're creating, whether that's just like, we're going to be a different person at the end of that Mm -hmm. rebirth at the end of that cycle. It's like, there's always something. And like, that's not at all to be like, Oh, like not to be airy fairy about it or like, it's not a big deal. It is. Mm -hmm. But I think it, I think it is a good part to bring up and it's because we don't talk about that enough is that yeah. Things die all the time. Dreams die desires die babies die mm-hmm. we die everything like literally everything dies and, well, and we're even, so scared of touching those realms
1: yeah well and even like you said like even after conception the person who we were before the book the person who we were before the baby that person also dies yeah so regardless you're yeah you're totally right like regardless of the outcome of the conception process there will be a death following
0: mm, yeah or multiple deaths yeah something very beautiful about that mm-hmm. but also i can see like the grief the grief process you know i think that's built into everything again like it's so intertwined all of this it's like i know it, the grief of becoming who we desire to be is real Oof. yes Because things don't, you know, we can consciously conceive of anything, whatever it might be. But grief is going to be part of that process. And we can do everything that we can do all of the things to prepare. And get all the supplies that we need or, you know, repair our relationships and, you know, do all, you know, put the boundaries in place and all the things that we might do to prepare consciously, intentionally And things still don't turn out the way that we think they're going to. Like, it's funny. It's kind of a funny thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Rarely, rarely do things pan out exactly the way they do in your head. Yeah. Very, very, very rarely. And so I think there is, can we be open to that? Because I think then it's just like, oh, well, now I'm disappointed. But instead, could we be open to being surprised and delighted? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I think, yeah, we also open to the lessons, to the yeah. blessings. And be open to grief. Yes. Right? Be- like to certainty and death and darkness. Mm-hmm. It's like holding holding both of these with such reverence to the creation process. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What's the Yoni code? Conceiving is receiving.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's...
0: Receiving is conceiving. hmm And conceiving is receiving. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I guess the last thing that kind of comes up is it's really a powerful reminder of how powerful of a creator we actually are and mm. our abilities to conceive receive open that connection surrender to the process Mm -hmm. and birth the things that we desire into the world what's meant for us and that's why a lot of people don't like kind of coming back to that point that you were saying earlier like a lot of people are scared Mm -hmm. like what if it doesn't work out or you know,
1: yeah, and then there's also that subconscious fear of what if it does work out? Mm-hmm. I do get my dream,
0: <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> right? Yeah, oh my God. But then I think you know I, I and then that's sort of like the wet blanket on our desires. It's like I think a lot of us turn those down. Mm -hmm. And so we automatically stop living in the magic and wonder and the what ifs and the possibilities because we're scared of the disappointment or we're scared of things not happening or, you know, and I, I think that's so much what happens with kids is what we do is we, we start to turn the dial down for them at such a young age. Yeah. Like, Hey, that's not possible. That's not realistic. Yeah, that can happen. That's not that's not reality. Mm hmm. What a way to kill a imagination and, a, you know, that vibrancy and zest, you know, slowly, systematically shutting down our right to co-create.
1: hmm. And our perception that we have the capacity to co-create. Because it it also, it just dampens how we view ourselves as well. Yes, yes. Right? We no longer see ourselves as capable of manifesting our
0: dreams, Mm. leaving our dreams into reality. Well, yeah. And what's that saying too? It's like, there's like many different little sayings around it, but like, you know, dreams are for like your younger years and, you know, Mm -hmm. dreams are just fantasy and, you know, dreams are basically, they're not, they don't have a place in a mature adult. It's like, that's just not a thing. And so we, you know, and and I think that this is really prevalent in our societies, people being really unhappy. And the reason for that is because they don't believe that dreams are possible for them. And they've forgotten along the way that they get to consciously conceive their life. Absolutely. And that fairies are real. And that fairies are real.
1: (laughs) Wake up. (laughs) Come back (laughs) to reality.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. It was fun. So... We are so excited to be uh, bringing you these episodes. And if you want to support the Yoni Codes and our continued episode creations uh, for the show, you can, just several ways you can do that. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can subscribe to your podcast platform of choice so you know when the episodes come up you can share with a friend you can send us an email or a text or not a text message but a, a like a Instagram message a DM yeah. I'm like what are those things called it's been so <laughs> <laughs> um, send us a message and yeah let us know what resonates and um, all ways that you can show some support and We've also got this newsletter thing that's going on now. So
1: please join our newsletter. The link is in the show notes. If you don't know what the show notes are, they're right where you're listening to this podcast right now. And you can scroll down and see our details about the show and any relevant links are there. Thank you so much. Thanks,
0: guys. (laughs) See you next week.